Do you want a cash-flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi-million dollar portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life. And the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. And today, I'm going to actually do a little solo action. I'm going to talk to you guys. And I might do a a small series of just some teaching and training because I feel like right now is a wonderful time to be really getting into multifamily space and really to be taking action, to be getting educated, to be learning and to be developing money, capital, and also deals. Like I think the time is right right now that you can propel yourself if you will do it right. If you will take a little time to learn some of the systems, the tricks, the tips, then to take massive action. So before we get into it though, a word from our sponsors. Are you ready to take your multifamily game to the next level and learn the amazing results of living the cash flow life? Apartment investing can change your life. I know for a fact it's changed mine and I would like to share my extraordinary journey with you and the clues I've learned along the way by giving you my book, Copy Your Way to Success for free. So text the word book, B-O-O-K, to 480-500-1127. Again, that's the word book, B-O-O-K, to 480-500-1127. And my team will ship it to you absolutely free as a way to say thank you for listening to this podcast. And remember, your paradise is possible. All right, we're back. And you know what? I can't remember what ad just went out, but like, I do want to say this. If you guys are really looking to grow and really want a place to kind of get a quick start, we created a quick start a video workshop. If you go to kahunawealthbuilders.com, there'll be a pop-up that says, join the quick start workshop guide. Do that. We'll give you some videos on how to raise money and how to find deals. And those are the two skill sets you're going to need, truly need, to start really in the multifamily space. And it is a big divider. So just take me up on that. All right. So I want to talk to you guys I need you guys to hear me, okay? I need you to hear me. I'm going to tell you, like, I used to think the money was in real estate. I really did, okay? I believe that real estate was the vehicle, was the be-all. Like, that's it. And I've been doing this now since 2005. And I'm probably going to make some people mad. Maybe not. I don't know. But the money's not in real estate, guys. It's really not. The money, my friends, the real money, is in the money. The money's in the money, guys. Those who can control capital and deploy it and make it go somewheres, those people that can harness that energy, they are making big money, net worth, multifamily, legacy money, right? Cash flow. And there's a big difference, my friends, right? There's people that have money and then there's people that have wealth, right? And wealth doesn't go away. That's generational. Truly, right? That's what we're talking about is generational wealth. What is that skill set? What is that? Well, I firmly believe that the way to achieve that is through raising private capital. I have a lot of single family fix and flip investors that are doing single family stuff. And by their own right, they are very, very successful. And they are. They probably make sometimes more income, right? We'll have a debate on that at the end of the year when they have to pay their taxes, and I don't. 
but they're very well compensated and they have really good businesses, right? And they own a business. Most of them, when you're either doing a wholesale business or a fix and flip business that is really well ran, you truly own a business. As a business owner, you could probably step away and your company's going to make money, regardless of if you're there or not. And to that, I commend it. The challenge, though, is when it comes to taxes, right? When you're flipping or selling, buying and selling, buying and selling, you are in a different tax bracket, my friends, and it's called ordinary income. You do not want to be in that tax bracket. That is a horrible, horrible place for you to be as a investor. You want to be in the capital gain side. And you really want this thing called depreciation, which is how the rich play the game, to offset that income. And that's what I do, right? But the skill set that gets you there to get the bigger deals, to, to allow you to leverage the type of deals that are going to pay and create a business, in my opinion, that one skill set is raising private capital. There is a, I believe, that is the big delta, the big gap between having a $30 million, $40 million net worth versus I make a million dollars a year, right? As, you know, flipping homes. And making a million dollars a year is great. A million two or whatever it is, $100,000 a month, that's great income. Don't get me wrong. But there'll be a time where you'll want to slow down. And man, I'm just telling you. And really, that million dollars is not a million dollars because you have to pay half to the government. So it's only half a million. And when you look at it that way, you're like, ooh, I'm not sure this is the right right vehicle. For everybody listening right now, this is what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to dispel some myths. I'm going to talk to you about why I believe the money is the money that I'm going to show you a little bit of how to get some, right? And how to start working your way towards wealth, right? And so I think it's just done differently. And here's how I know, like, I'll give you a couple examples, right? And then I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience on capital, right? Because I believe, I know I teach it way differently, right? And it's because I have a different experience. So when you think about raising private money, if you're listening, you've been to any other people's events, you're probably going to, like a lot of people go to multifamily events looking for capital. And I'm going to tell you, that's probably the last place that you should be really looking for capital because it comes with lots of strings and it's there for sure. It's there. And I'm not saying that you can't use it, but it is super, super expensive. It's the wrong type of capital. I truly believe it is. So when we talk about raising capital, I think the first thing you should do is define what your avatar looks like. Like who is your person that's going to give you money? There's a couple different approaches to this. Some people will go to the real estate events and the way they set up their deals are way differently than I set up my deals. And they're going to teach you how to do a lot, a lot of work. And they're going to teach you how to give your investors almost all of the money. And you're going to make a little piece for yourself. And that's okay, but I also think there's another way. And I think if you understand what investors are looking for and you can tap into the right type of investor, and if you really think about it, so when we condition ourselves, like you see what you've been trained to see. It's kind of like that analogy when you buy a new car and it's a certain color, all of a sudden, once you come off the lot, you see everybody else that has the same color car that you never saw before. And a much like that is with capital, if you've been trained or you learned it a certain way, you're going to believe that's your truth. And so the reason I started my education company was I believed something and I needed more people to believe it the way I saw it. And so I started to teach it. 
And as I started to teach it, more people started to, that was their truth. They had known no other way. And so they found money just like I taught them to. And it's really crazy, but I fulfilled my own little pipeline because I knew that that's how it happens. I understand psychology. I understand how NLP works. But it was rooted in true beliefs, right, around capital and returns and what people are expecting. So when I look at defining my avatar, the first thing I want to tell you is I'm going to talk to you about what I think it's not, right? Like, so who is not your avatar? This is my thoughts, right? So it may not be your thoughts, but just bear with me and listen, listen through this because I think you're going you're gonna to get a lot out of it, right? So what I think it is, what it's not, I don't think it's Wall Street, right? I don't think it's the private equity, private equity groups. You go to these events and there's always private equity there, man, I'm telling you, and they look good and they're all about, they have their systems and their process and they'll fund 80% of your equity, but it's with this string and that string and that string and that string. And then they're going to basically run your deal. If you don't do it exactly how they think it, they will command and take control. And then you will have nothing. Ask me how I know these things, right? Now, this one, I don't have the experience on, but I know friends that do. And so private equity is the shark, my friends. They know what they're doing. They are very good at what they do, right? And they'll give you money for sure, but it'll come with strings. And what I find is most people, they're not good with strings. They'll get caught by one for sure, right? The other one is not REITs. It's not real estate investment trusts like stockbrokers. Like it's not those guys. It's not loan sharks. It's usually not loan. I say loan sharks, but I'm going to say people that will do loans, right? Because they all want collateral. They like to be the bank. And most of the times they're not comfortable with being equity, right? Because that's what we're talking about in the syndication world is equity. And I firmly believe that it's not anybody that's in real estate. And why? Why is it? not anybody in real estate, because I call that super smart institutional money. People that are in real estate, they are trained to understand this business. And so they'll look at it and say, well, I want part of your GP. I want part of this. I want part of that. Like It comes with all this. I can do that. I want a piece of the deal. And where there's a whole nother world, and this is where I preach this, man. I'm telling you, we're all immune to it a little bit because we don't see it. But when you see it, you can't unsee it. We all believe that, and I'm talking about people that are in real estate, we think that everybody's like us. And I'm going to tell you, that is the farthest thing from the truth. We are anomaly. That's why we all have to get together in these big meetings, because there's not very many people like us. We are different, my friends. We are very different. We are radically different than the majority of people out there. They're not doing real estate. They have jobs. They get a W-2, my friend. Or they own a business. They're business owners. They are business owners, but they don't do real estate. They have real businesses and they would love to do real estate, but they don't have the time. They don't have the expertise. And so they have a financial advisor, right? And so here's my thing is I believe the money makes the money. The money makes the rules a lot of times, right? So the money's in the money, but usually the money makes the rules unless you decide to flip the script. That's what I did. I just decided that I needed to create my own economy where I didn't play by the money's rules. I set my rules and I said, hey, I built my track record. And then eventually I got a pretty good track record. And it's like, listen, this is the way it works. You want to come in? Here's how it works. And if not, that's okay too. But I started to attract capital in a way that's a lot different. So in my opinion, I call it 
this is going to sound maybe harsh, but this is the truth. I say, I want smart people with dumb money, right? And I say dumb money. It's really not dumb money, guys. It's just, think about this. I come from a world. I was a financial advisor with Edward Jones. Okay. I learned, I've got Series 7's license, Series 66 for insurance, and stocks, bonds, mutual funds, the whole yard, the whole thing, right? And if you were to ask any financial advisor, and if you think about this, just ask yourself right now, I'll give you a minute. If you ask your financial advisor what it would be a solid interest rate that you should expect and that you could hit year over year over year, what is that range? Think about it for a minute and tell yourself the number. And then I'm going to tell you to you right now. I believe that number is 6 to 8%. Every financial advisor that I know of that's worth their weight will set people up for a 6 to 8% return. Eight's good. Six is okay. 12 is amazing, but it's risky. And that, my friends, is how, that is what most people are thinking in the stock, in mutual fund, in that financial services industry. And guys and gals, that is a trillion, trillion dollar industry, my friends. There is so many Edward Jones, Merrill Lynch's, I mean, Goldman Sachs, like you name it, Raymond James, all these different companies out there that are selling stocks, bonds, mutual funds, insurance, financial services. And the one thing they don't do because their broker dealer doesn't do it, which is real estate. And they will consider real estate a REIT, a real estate investment trust, but it's not the same as investing in real real estate. And these people's expectations are between six and 8%. And if you tell them 20, they're going to feel like that is the most riskiest thing you'll ever do in your life. And they won't even want to give you their money at that rate, right? And so what I've learned is you don't have to pay stupid rates of return or ridiculous rates of return that stresses your asset so bad that you may or may not be able to make a profit at the end of the day. And if you do, you should be able to make some profit for yourself for setting it all up. And so I believe there's a whole world out there of investors that are in the stock market that if you can get them 12% or between 12 and 18% and you can get that to them consistently year over year over year over year, man, there is so much money out there that want to do that, that would love an alternative to the stock market. And I'm just telling you that is the case. I know it because a lot of these investors invest with me. And now I do it a little bit differently than most investors is that I do a 6% pref. Now, I know there's guys out there that, oh, I got a 7% pref, or I got an 8% pref. And so they give up these 8% prefs knowing that they can't even cash flow. And it stresses the deal so much. I'm like, why do that? I just don't believe in it. I believe that a 6 is a good place. It really is. And 6 works. It doesn't stress the asset. So like that is the understanding of how deals, I think, should work. And I'll give you an example of this as well, too. So the 6 and 6 method is, I call it six and six, but it can be six and 10, be six and 12, right? There's a couple things I'm going to give you guys a couple tricks that I do when I'm doing my syndications, right? Is that if I'm fishing in that pond of the financial, anybody that's in financial services, right? Stocks has a stockbroker. They already believe six and eight's the number, right? Between six and 8%. So if I can give them 6% pref on the front end, I'm already getting close to what they think is pretty decent. And I'm giving it to them in the form of a quarterly payment. I usually want to try to make quarterly payments where if someone gives us $100,000, you're going to make $6,000 a year in cash flow or at $1,500 a quarter, right? That's checks. People like that. Mailbox money. And that's a good payer for a lot of people, especially when they get close to retirement. They're like, that's a good income stream. 
And if they can have an additional 6% that's accrued over the period of a deal, when you exit, they get an additional 6% as a topper, man, they feel like that's pretty good. So if they can get a total annualized return of 12%, pretty sweet. And most of those investors are happy as hell. And they should be because 12% return every year in a row, that doesn't happen in the stock market. It really doesn't, guys. We think that it does, but it doesn't. It's highly erratic that it does. It'll go 12%, then negative five, then eight, then six. It'll yield out eight, but 12% every year, 6% prep every year, and then a a big chunk of the end. And if it happens that way, actually, it'll it'll yield more money because if you're not going down in your money negatively, man, it does. It makes a big difference on your return. So what I've learned is that that six and six method works, right? Now, one of the things that we do a little differently than most is that we protect our investors downside. And I feel like that's the biggest piece that a lot of investors, when they look at us, is that we give them a 6% pref on the front and it's 100%, meaning Corey can't make any money unless our investors are paid. Fool, right? Then when we sell, whatever our back end, if it's 6% or sometimes it could be as high as 12, depends on the deal, we make that a pref as well. So they have to get paid 100% until Corey can make any additional money. So it's different because on a lot of investors have like a 70-30 split. And so they split 70-30 and then on the sell, they'll have like different waterfalls. Like it's 70-30 split up to 14% and then it's 60-40 and then it's 50-50. And so sometimes the sponsor will start making money, but the investors doesn't realize the returns that they saw on their performance because it doesn't matter because it's like, well, that's the deal and that's whatever it is. So on my deal, when I sell, I have to make my investors whole. So they have to get whole before I can get paid. And so I call that's protecting your investors downside. And so we've learned that our investors like that a lot, right? And so that is why we do it. Now, one of the things that we've done to help get additional capital is when we install and do share classes, we'll do like A-1, A-2, A-3, and we'll put breakpoints of 100,000, 300,000, and 500,000. Meaning at a $100,000 investment, you're going to get like six and six. So it's 12% total return. 6% prep on the front, 6% annualized on the back. No additional upside after that, right? So it's just 12%. If you give us 300,000, it's six and eight, right? So it's two more points, two more percentage points for giving us 300,000. You give us a half a million, it's six and 10, right? Or 16%, right? And so that is a nice little piece. Listen, it could be six and 10, six and 12, six and 14, right? 16, 18, 20 percent returns. If you guys understand what I'm, how you, if I'm tracking with you guys, right? So you can still pay yourself, pay your investors a really nice return. We've done that on deals. The last two deals we did like that, we had one that was six and 12, which is 18% return. And then we did, if you put us, gave us half a million, it was six and 14, which is 20. And it was a $15 million raise. So it was a lot of money. We had a short period of time. We wanted to make sure that we got capital quickly. And so it's not our normal. Normally six and six, six and 10, six and 12, right? That usually is what we do. And it's very successful that way. But you got to understand your avatar right? So who is your avatar? In my opinion, I think it's small business owners with at least 25 plus employees. To me, that's a sweet spot, guys. And the reason I like that type of avatar is small business owners that have 25 employees have a real business. They're doing stuff and they're probably busy and they're making money. They just don't have the time to do real estate. They all know they should, but they're busy. You can step into people like that and you can do really, really well. 
You can help them with their goals. You can probably help them get better returns. When they start understanding the value of the depreciation, and if you teach them, a lot of times they have a spouse that's not working. So if you can get their spouse to get a realtor's license, right, or things like that, you can help them become where they can get an offset that income that they're making. It's very important to teach other investors how to do this right. But also, I believe it's self-employed or high income earners. Now, these are like your doctors, your dentists, right? Your chiropractors, high income earners. Those people are great because, again, those people are smart and they're busy. Most of them have a financial advisor. Again, now understand when they have a financial advisor, they're getting the most of their advice. So if they go to your deal and take it to their advisor, understand their advisor is going to poo-poo on it. And that's okay. If you know they're going to poo-poo on it, let them poo-poo on it, right? And just let them know that that's what they're going to do. And you say, listen, I'm not trying to get all your money, but I think $100,000 is not going to kill you. You should come and bring it over. Let us work it for, for you and see how we do. And that right there is really how you start. You get a piece, you get a nick. And then they start seeing, they're like, wow, that's pretty cool. And they start seeing that you have more control because the one thing that I know that you do have in real estate that they don't have as financial advisors is control. How do I know this? Because when the market crashed in 2008, I was a financial advisor and I have no control. And people's investments went down 50% and felt like crap because there's nothing I could do. And so this is why I love real estate. We just went through COVID, had to pivot, had to make some changes. Our investments were not going to zero and we've not sold them yet. And so we still value. And that makes the difference. That really, truly changes the way the game's played. I'm just telling you right now that those little things like that, that is really what will help propel your business in your investor journey, okay? So where do you find money, right? And now I'm going to give you a couple, right? Is that one, you can chamber of commerce. Now, don't get me wrong here. You're not going to find a lot of money at chamber, but you'll start finding connections at the chamber. And the connections will lead you to bigger connections, to bigger connections, okay? So why is there a financial advisor in every chamber meeting, right? Because they understand this. They understand this, the power of connection. You go to the chamber to meet that new guy that really has a business that just joined. He's only going to be there for one or two events, but you need to know who that guy is when he shows up. And then you follow up, follow up, follow up. That's where the success is. And then you find out, hey, what groups do you belong to, right? If you've got a good dentist friend, get your dentist into one of your deals and be like, hey, do you guys do dentist things around dentist conventions? Can I come as your guest? Can you show me off? Right. I would love to learn more about your industry so I can be more knowledgeable, so I can talk to more people just like you and have some commonalities that I understand because I want to understand what you guys are going through. Boom. Huge. Right. Hold monthly events. Do meetups. Right. I'm telling you, tell your story. Teach what you know. Tell your story. Teach what you know. You can't do that enough, right? Now, the other one, join a charity. Now, this is a secret ninja hack, but you join a charity because you love the charity. You like doing the work. And you don't just join, you get busy in the charity. Find something you love to do that you would do it no matter what. And then get on the board, right? And then do the work. And when you show up in that way, people will take notice and money will show up just because. That's just how it works, guys, right? And then the other thing is create a platform. So get it, start a YouTube channel, start a blog, start a podcast. Get out there and start sharing what you know. I'm just telling you, that's what I did. I just one day said, this is what I got to do. And here I am. We've got a pretty little base. A lot of people listen to our podcast, right? Hire, and then the other one is increase your staff. Hire people to go out there and network on behalf of your company, right? When you get to a point, to a level, 
That's what you do. And you'll be amazed what you'll see and how it works, right? All those little things lead to big, sticky money. The great thing about real estate is once you get people's real estate and you do well by them, they will start bringing you referrals. And those referrals, they come with instant credibility. They trust you immediately. It grows into like a snowball can lead into an avalanche, right? It is not easy. It takes a little time. But that is the difference between having a huge net worth and legacy wealth versus having something that makes you a lot of money, right? The single family world versus the multifamily world. And I'm just telling you, I've been on both sides and I can tell you without a doubt that the former or the latter is way better, right? The cash for life is where it's at. I'm telling you. And if we were to sell all our assets right now, we could take all our money. Put it in some, I mean, I would just put it in more real estate. There's no way I'd ever do anything else but real estate. I'm just telling you. And it's been a great journey. It's been a great life. And we're just getting started. We're actually building now a company, truly, like we have our own management company. We have staff. We have people. It is exciting times here at Kahuna Investments. You'd have to pinch me. Like, if you looked at myself 15 years ago, even 10 years ago, I didn't see where we'd be at right now. And it's amazing. So, guys, the journey is the reward. It takes a minute takes a little time. You've got to have your dream. You've got to water it daily. You've got to feed yourself and feed your mind with positive affirmations. And guys, you got to have to have belief, right? That belief is so important. You have to see it in your mind clearly and go after it with relentless passion. And when you do that, my friends, it will happen. You will get there. And I'm telling you, the journey is the reward. Guys, if you believe it, you can achieve it. And your paradise is absolutely possible. Oh,